0: and hello everyone my name is jonathan Dornbush, and this is podcast beyond ign's weekly playstation show covering all the latest and greatest and not the oldest but second oldest stuff in the world of playstation i'm joined this week by jada griffin
1: hello hello i'm so excited to talk about ps2 this week i'm so excited i'm just jumping the gun (laughs) this is one of my favorite generations of games, so let's do this.
0: You spoiled the surprise that no one I could don't have predicted. Care. I have don't care. <laughs> we're also we're <laughs> also joined this week by Mark Medina.
2: Dornbush, I am addicted. I'm addicted to video games. Oh no. That's you should that's ask a me which ones. What what games are you addicted to? I have two games right now that I'm addicted to. Oh, okay. And, and it's your fault is one of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the two games I'm addicted to, the first one is I have a friend on Twitter, and she her account is basically just a Final Fantasy 14 fan account, and okay. it made me want to start playing the game, and the game is very good. It is. I know I'm probably the first one to say it, mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a fun game. It's pretty good. Yeah. But I'm that... still in a Realm Reborn, so I'm still getting there. The second one is Fortnite. Yeah. I have played Ooh. so many hours of Fortnite these past, like, two weeks. I'm like i'm like super deep into the battle pass i'm on like page five which nice. I like is pretty far for me yeah um man i love no build mode who'd have thought that they could actually make fortnite into a game that mark <laughs> Medina would want to play but they did it that game is awesome this, i'm not playing anything else except for those two games
0: this is so exciting i've well i've i've dropped off i need to get back to final fantasy 14 at some point but i like mm-hmm. you started it and no, you know no one really talks about that game i think it's fair
2: to say but um i, no, I, but I, I just... think i might be the only one playing yeah it.
0: Yeah. yeah uh but yeah, i'm i'm still in a realm reborn as well or right at the end mm-hmm. of it so you'll probably catch up to me sooner than later but i'm very excited <laughs> to hear about fortnite prowler just dropped this week i need to jump back in to get him uh his, his oh yeah i saw up. that but uh i'm, I'm glad you enjoy. is there like what specifically has grabbed you like if you could just briefly <laughs> i'm just curious
2: Well, so Final Fantasy is just great, Dornbush. Oh, you meant Fortnite. I mean, both. I love both. Well, for Final Fantasy, it's just, it's something that it's like everybody plays this game, and I just never really did. And I was like, okay, let me jump in and let me just see what the hype is all about. So I I restarted a subscription, I started playing, and I was like, okay. I get it they streamlined a realm reborn so now it's it's kind of weird because there's like not a whole lot of point to like do a bunch of side stuff because then you'll over level yourself past the main quest even Mm -hmm. even to now i'm like i don't know probably 10 levels above the main quest and so i'm just doing main quest stuff and still just staying leveled uh but me and a friend we went through a bunch of dungeons the other day and it just it hit that like world of warcraft feeling for me that i i I played that game for a long, long time, and just being able to like queue up for dungeons and just play with people has been really really fun i I like it a lot, and then, for fortnite, the building has just always been really, really hard it's, it's <laughs> some some people are just so good at it um so to be able to just like it just become a shooter has been really really fun yeah uh it the, the shooting is actually like incredibly precise sniping in that game is super hard yeah because of the tr- uh the bullet travel distance um but i've been playing with friends and it's been a really really good time it's been a while since i've been this into like every night i'm like yo Fortnite night tonight Are we playing Fortnite. so i love it that's uh, that, yeah it's been very fun
0: that's pretty much how i was for the first like year of it so i i very much understand yeah. the journey you're on and i'm very excited because it's, it's a good season to be in it it's a fun one especially with the no build stuff so um
2: yeah, I started, I hijacked the show and started with what we're playing. So yes. just, you know, I just,
1: I mean, I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm, I've been addicted to uh, Slay the Spire again. It is consuming nice. all of my life once again, because uh, I played hundreds of hours on PC and it was free on PS Plus. So it's getting another hundred, couple hundred hours of my life every day. It's like <laughs> two to three runs at least minimum. Like,
0: oh, my build was so perfect, but I messed up. I love that uh, game. Oh, Fire is so good. I still need to get into it. I did. I did the download for PS Plus, but I yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. played yet. But everything. I have. I have a few friends who will be very upset that I haven't started yet. An off show as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it. Everything I've heard. Everyone who loves that game. It's like yeah. I like you, Jada. I've played hundreds of hours, and now I'm still playing it again. So yeah.
2: It's I feel so like bad. it's one of the more approachable like uh, rogue like deck builders. Yeah. I think that's why it just Definitely. hits so much. It's like it's not like incredibly complicated but it can be if you want it to be almost like darkest mm-hmm. dungeon Where it's like you're like okay I get I get this but then if you want to do the whole like min maxing then you're like okay this is it might be a little too much (laughs) yeah it's for me at least but yeah the game's really good
0: yeah I I think I played maybe a round or two on PC way back in the day when it first came out just to try Mm. it but yeah I'll I'll have to jump into it I've been playing since we're doing this segment now uh, a Plague Tale Innocence for the first time uh, slowly making my way
2: it's real good also a good game
0: I'm yeah I'm really enjoying it it uses the Dual Sense so well um Mm -hmm. for the ps5 update like you as the rat swarms kind of come around you for anyone who doesn't know it's it's set in plague times uh it you know you feel the little pitter pattern it it either strengthens Mm -hmm. or or deadens as you go away and and like even just the running sort of feeling on the dual sense works really well for for just a like ps5 remaster like patch update it's really solid there um and yeah i love the setting i love the world it i was talking with someone on twitter about it i feel like it's it is a small game that feels big, and it accomplishes that really well. Um, so it feels like I'm playing a really big, cinematic, giant adventure, mm-hmm. even though it is a very small-scale, mostly stealth-based, you know, 10-ish hour adventure. Uh, the the only thing I will say is just for anyone who hasn't played it, who may be downloaded on PS Plus or wants to play it before the sequel, just like a fair warning, especially early on, there are some animal injury related mm-hmm. scenes that are pretty brutal and i don't just mean the rats um there's mm-hmm. like some pretty open stuff that if seeing injured animals is tough for you the, it like there's nothing it, it just kind of appears in the game like it is very much a thing that just kind of hits you and it was like oh that th- that even shocked me like usually i can take that stuff but it was just surprising um yeah but on the whole for like the story it's telling and the, the the era and the tone that it's going for, I think it's so cool. I think the characters are really well done. I can't wait for the sequel now.
2: Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, this game's great. And and the thing you said about, like, it's a small game that feels big. I was talking with co-workers because, you know, the new one's coming out. And so we were just talking about... Uh, um, this game, and I was like, you know, it's kind of like Hellblade in a way that it's like mm-hmm. Hellblade is a small game that kind of feels big. And yeah. I even looked up the how long to be, you can platinum Hellblade from start to finish in like seven hours. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, man, you, but when you think about that game, you think think it's bigger and so this game's kind of the same i think it takes like 10 hours and if you follow a guide and get all the collectibles while you're doing it it's a fairly easy platinum yeah but yep. yeah i love this game and i can't wait for the second one as well and hellblade too i'll say yeah.
1: both both of those <laughs> both hellblade and uh, a plague tale was on my platinum list for the, end of the year last year so I there you that. go
0: yeah so. was was uh hellblade the one where you had where you missed the thing and had to go back or am i missing i miss yes yes i missed okay three
1: sigils in hellblade so i had to play through the first like eight chapters to get to those three sigils again
0: that happens there's no
1: chapter select
2: yeah hellblade has it has essentially two trophies it's beat the game and collect a sigil in every level because every other trophy is just you get a trophy for beating the level so if you didn't get the sigil that's you're missing that trophy now yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah each stage has like three or four i think but yeah
2: all okay yeah
0: all very good games to play even if they're not the most recent games and since that was what we're playing Mm -hmm. i think that pretty much wraps us up for this week's episode yeah yeah, man, that was such a good
1: podcast
0: (laughs) uh no we did i didn't even get to do preamble for the show just very quickly some some housekeeping at the top of the show before we get in uh one congrats to everyone for making it through our our severance mini podcast of the week until severance Mm -hmm. two uh season two comes out Yep. Hopefully another show captures our attention. Uh but anyway, I do want to first of all shout out a big project that's happening on IGN. A lot of people have been involved in making it happen. The first episode is out already. It's called Rogue Jam. Uh the the first episode aired, I believe this past Monday. New episodes uh for 5 weeks in total will be airing Mondays. Uh you can find it on IGN and youtube.com/ign and it is basically a bunch of very cool indie developers are showing off their game to a panel of experts to potentially uh, win a ton of money and even publishing deal from rogue the publishing company uh and you may see some familiar ign faces on there as well and some pretty big uh video gaming names as well so you can go check that out on ign youtube uh weekly for these five weeks coming up
1: uh some of our commenters kind of uh kind of nailed it on the head it's kind of shark tank for video games yeah um and so it's kind of so if you you know are interested in shark tank and you like games like hey there you go check it out
2: no. Yeah, I I actually was involved in the early parts of Rogue Jam when it came to just like previewing the games and stuff like that. I previewed three of the games that are being shown, and they're they're I, it was interesting. It was those games are actually one of the games I still play regularly. Like they're <laughs> they're really cool. So it's like I I'm like somewhat invested where I'm like I want to see if the games that I was like not involved with on a development cycle but in a production cycle I want to see like. Where those games ended up landing up Like if my words ended up swaying them In one way or another Um, But yeah, I I watched the first episode I thought it was really cool And I'm not just saying that (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, even if you're not just saying that People can find out for themselves Uh, Yeah, go check it out on IGN and YouTube Uh, And like I said, uh, five episodes until I believe are happening And uh, next one will air next Monday So go check it out Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, of course, just to mention Because it is uh, the day we're recording this April 20th, 420 is, of course, a major holiday because it's the God of War anniversary. Mark, get your I mean, mind out of there. what It is.
2: Uh,
0: no, it is the fourth anniversary of God of War. Uh, they there, there was a fun uh, celebratory video from Sony Santa Monica that went up uh, earlier today on Twitter just saying, like, hey, we really love and appreciate the continued support for it. We're not yet ready to show anything about Ragnarok. Um, so, you know, here in the case of not seeing a thing for a game where people are hoping you'll see a thing because it's an anniversary i say just wait until the developers are ready it is a bummer i know because we're all really excited but at the end of the day they need the time that they need to make the game and we should let them take that time and not getting to see a thing you're excited about is never an excuse to be rude to developers so don't do that but it is a great time to celebrate an awesome game, a really awesome team, and hopefully a really awesome sequel when we get to see it soon. But uh yeah. Just a just a small celebratory announcement slash video there. You can go check out on Twitter.
2: But yeah. Just go rewatch the like twenty minute gameplay trailer they had, they released a while back. Exactly. It's still mm-hmm. good. I don't think it was twenty minutes. I think it was like five minutes. But still. Go watch that. That was really cool.
0: What I I will also say, if you're a more recent listener to the show and you weren't listening back in the days when God of War first came out, uh, please actually go back and check. We have, and you've beaten God of War 1, or 4, 2018. Go check out, we actually did two uh, episodes with Corey Barlog. We did one as a spoiler cast right after the game came out, and then one at the end of the year when it won IGN's Game of the Year, reflecting on the the game's journey and development and a lot of other stuff. Uh, You know, Corey's done a ton of interviews, but I really, really loved those chats that we had with him, I think they're some of the most like illuminating, in dev, uh insight game dev chats we've had on the show. So go check those out uh, for a really fun, interesting look back at that game. But with that said, we are going to look back at an even older era of PlayStation this week, including. I guess, the origins of God of War, the, the time when it first began, the PlayStation 2. Uh, as Jada had mentioned, we're finally getting to it. Uh, as Jada had mentioned, we're, we're looking back at the PS2 to follow up on last week's episode. If you didn't listen, we dove into the PS1 classics that we really hope end up on the new PlayStation Plus download lists, uh, because the PS1 will be downloadable. Same with the PS2. Uh, it will be downloadable, and, and Jada is showing off Legend of Dragoon and Ape Escape for the PlayStation
2: yeah. 1. Um <laughs> This week, we're going I didn't to get the to show show off my... Last week, Jada, get I out I didn't of get to show off my collection <laughs> last week. I had to go
1: to my storage unit to get them. And I like I found all my PS1 games. I got like, Yu-Gi-Oh, Crash nice. Bash. Nice. Uh, Digimon World without the cover, because I got that secondhand or whatever. That's how you know and it's legit. It's how you know it's legit. And then the last couple, Ark the Lad, like, collection. We were talking, Mark had to show mm. off his big old box collections. Yeah and classic re1 baby like cool. this is what ps1 cases like these are like the nice cases look like back in the day
0: so, the very yeah. tall cases for people who, yes. who are listening yeah um well with, with those cases i hope you brought some ps2 cases as well uh because <laughs> because we're jumping I see
2: back there we're jumping into the <laughs> ps2 shh
0: don't ruin it uh, we're jumping into the PS2 era to talk about some uh, of our favorite games that we want to end up on, on the PlayStation uh, Plus lineup when it comes in June. Uh, we have some fan write-ins as well, uh, as people have been. Thank you so much if you want to write in to beyond at with the subject line PS Plus wishlist. We'll read some every week on the show that we're doing this. Uh, and some people also wrote in on Twitter, what I'm going to read at the start just because it sort of touches <laughs> on a thing that we'll, we'll address as we go through. But uh, to my tweet on, uh, on Twitter, Hikaru wrote in and said regarding ps2 what i'd like to see come in gems that don't have available remasters final fantasy and kingdom hearts for mm-hmm. example are iconic but are ultra available as remasters so example yep. uh dot hack one through four uh so yeah. they, they mentioned a few other games that uh, some other people did as well radiata stories persona 3 fes uh dragon ball z 10 3 the best dvz game mm-hmm. uh the suikoden games and xeno Sagas. but yeah to, to mention that i think there will be some occasional ones that we might bring up i have one that's sort of in a weird in-between space but generally again like with ps1 we're not looking too much at games that have been you know fully remastered or fully remade uh final fantasy 10 is available on everything so it's probably going to just be available for you to purchase unfortunately
2: but yeah, that, that was actually going to be like one of the first ones on my list. And I'm like, oh, wait, I own that game for PS4. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. very, the bundle, the, the 10 and 10 too. So yeah, and an easy game to find.
0: <laughs> and like you mentioned, like even uh, Kingdom Hearts, you can get that entire franchise on on mm-hmm. PS4, Xbox, and Switch by cloud. So, yeah, it's uh, on, we're, we're going to stray away from those and talk more about stuff that still is kind of locked in time or things that are less accessible to get at this moment. Uh, so, we're going to jump into those jade i'm gonna start with you what's uh the first game you want to shout out on this list?
1: and so uh because you know we are invalidating like final fantasy and stuff i did want to show off my international copy of 10 i've got found this oh, sucker cool. at a at a garage sale like when i was like i don't know 12 15 i don't nice. know whatever year it came out um does not work it did not work in my ps2 but i was like this is something mm-hmm. collectors wise that i want to <laughs> own so i bought it um, but as for games I'm going to showcase, I have, to nobody's surprise, I'm going with The Bouncer is game number one. Uh, this was Squaresoft before it became Square Enix on the PS2, if you remember d- the days when that happened. Uh, action, 3D brawler, um, kind of like, I think Streets of Rage brought into 3D and done really well and with RPG systems. Um, but just excellent gameplay, really cool characters. You can kind of see like where they kind of Combined like Titus and uh Cloud, like outfits for 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 Scion, the main character. His outfit is very, very, very much.
0: Uh,
1: I'm yeah, looking on names.
2: Like Squall. Yeah, he looks with like Sora. Well, yeah, I was yeah, gonna I say
0: because Tetsuya Nomura did the the art or the character design for this one, I believe, and so it's very like you know Kingdom Hearts character, and and I feel like mm-hmm. I would have loved this one if I had had it on PS2.
1: It was one of my first games I got for my PS2 that I officially owned, and I loved it. And I played it all the time. It was multiplayer, so you could play versus up to four players. I could not find my multi-tap for the life of me. I was looking through everything. Uh, all my. I, would, I, would, I spent an hour in my storage this morning looking through all my stuff, and I could not find my multi-tap, unfortunately. I did find my PS2 online disc. Oh! Yeah. Um, uh so i will grab that uh during while somebody else is talking about their games um but yeah and show that because you had to have a cd to get online on the ps2 originally it was uh it was an
0: interesting period of games yeah there there was also like a back adapter for it right i never did Mm -hmm. it but um yeah yeah i remember it being a process it's like yes.
2: mostly for Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> I think Correct. that's like why most people have it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it, yeah, because it also had a hard drive. It had a built-in hard drive that you needed ah. in order to play Final Fantasy XI because it had to install the, the game to the hard drive itself. That's why. Um, yeah, I actually used my online for the first time for Ratchet & Clank Up Your Arsenal, I believe, Ooh. or Deadlocked it was either up your arsenal or deadlocked one of those two had multiplayer online for the first time and i was like i'm gonna play ratchet and Clank online and it was actually quite fun turning other people into sheep
0: <laughs> as they were running around um it was a blast so i love the PSU. gosh i love this system hey mm-hmm. In- insomniac is working on a multiplayer game so maybe we'll get to do that again without having to install be- a second thing on our system um we can only hope i know but yeah the bouncer feels like one i've heard a lot of love for and i it feels like just sort of a forgotten one of the square you know lineage but i I would really love to be able to dip into that one um mark what about for you what's one you want to shout out to start with
2: yeah, so I uh, grew up with uh, a friend. I was, a, I was one of those friends where I was always at his house. And, you know, we had PS1s and play Final Fantasy and stuff like that. But his cousin down the road was older. He, you know, he was uh, like an adult when we were kids. And uh, he got a PS2. And so we would go over there and play. And one of the first games he got was a game called Dynasty Warriors 3. Mm-hmm. And Dynasty Warriors is a name that, like, people are. are familiar with absolutely people are more familiar with the uh like the genre the musu genre right so it's like you have uh the warriors games right like the zelda one and the fire i
1: was gonna zelda say ones. i was gonna say is it pronounced musu i always thought it was so, musau i
2: was trying to be musau.
0: oh i've heard Musso. Muso. or Musso. there we go
2: it, this That's is like a... the muso yeah okay it's sure. the
0: goldilocks we'll have, of genres we'll have everybody <laughs> in the comments just
1: let us know what your pronunciation how you pronounced yeah, it yeah. growing up let how us did know. you pronounce it <laughs> um
2: but yeah dynasty warriors is, is a is a genre that is is more or less fallen from grace only because like the last few entries have not been like great but uh i played three and four a lot and those games are just, like, mindless fun. If people haven't played them, you're basically just, like, a general from the Three Kingdoms, and you're just destroying waves of enemies which was a marvel at the time because it was it was insane to think about how ps2 even ran those games like i think you know obviously by today's standard uh of graphics like you're like oh well of course ps2 ran that it looks like garbage but at the time you're like there's so many so many things are happening on the screen and so me and my friends we would you know, pick the characters we love playing and, and you can, um, you know, equip different combos, equip different weapons. Um, you can max out a character and then they're like, cool. Now I'm going to play as uh Zubu or something like that. And you're like, I'm going to play as this guy now. And you can, uh, each map some, t- not, not every single one, but some maps had like scenario objectives that you can, you know, complete. Secrets. Yeah, stuff. there's and yeah, then, there's like, side objectives like and I everything. Said, like like that's what would make like lubu come out. Like he'd he'd have very like iconic music. And then and then that's another thing with the game is the game's music doesn't really fit the game, but to me that's just kind of what makes it more badass. It's like the game is like this like ancient, like I said, it's like three kingdoms time, and then it's like just rock and roll music the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> I love it. And some of those songs are still they still bounce around in my head sometimes. Um and so then when Dynasty Warriors 4 came out, you know, it just improved everything that 3 did. Um and uh yeah, we we love those games. And then and then it kind of went a little I think 5 is okay. I think that's more in the PS3, Xbox 360 era. And then I think they're up to like I want to say like 8 now, maybe even higher I think because I've 9. completely fallen off. Okay. 'cause then there's also samurai warriors mm-hmm. um which is kind of the same kind of uh deal um but yeah it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, the game's kinda dropped off there there are better versions of those games now, like I said with like uh high warriors and and um there's, there's Persona the Five Strikers, gets a Strikers, well. right, yeah. right, Definitely. and so it's like people play those and they're like, whoa, these are like really cool, and I'm like, yeah, we were playing those in the PS2 area, <laughs> two era, they were just called Dynasty mm-hmm. Warriors, yeah, yep. um, that's when those games were great, so yeah, um, Dynasty Warriors is not an easy game to come by nowadays from that mm-hmm. era, uh, especially something like Dynasty Warriors Two is was rare even back then, right, so yep. um, those are games that I would love to like see return and people get to actually like try kind of see where that genre kind of started
1: yeah i mean you you talk about you know we talk about difficulty in games like nothing was like getting surprised by luboo at the beginning of a map and your character's like level five and luboo is like you should (laughs) you should probably be around level 15 before you try to fight luboo because he generally would two shot you um they did they i think they specifically programmed it to where he would two shot you at the lower levels <laughs> because you take one hit it'd be three quarters of your health and it's like oh i should not mess with this guy um but there are already ways to cheese them and stuff like that i fought him a couple times at lower levels with uh, when playing co-op with friends um like that's a big thing for the dynasty warriors for me like that those were kind of the go-to co-op games in the early oh, yeah. days of the ps2 those were like the go-to co- couch co-op um i, I loved the dynasty warriors
2: I forgot to mention that. Like the 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 joy of that game is that it does horizontal split screen mm-hmm. and you and your friend can just play on. that. And that's another thing that's kind of insane about it is not yep. only where there's so many enemies and stuff going on, but it could also run two instances of the game at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like obviously you're on the same map and stuff, but you did not need to be near each other. Nope. You can be somewhere completely on the other side of the map wow. and it just completely ran fine. Like I don't obviously my 12 year old brain can't mm-hmm. comprehend you know frame dips and i'm I'm sure they were there oh yeah that i wouldn't remember but it's like for the most part i remember it being a fairly painless experience and and that was that was the joy of that game is we would just we i, I don't even barely know what that game looks like full screen because i <laughs> mostly played three mm-hmm. and four horizontal split screen with my friends so yeah. yep
1: same yeah. here great game yeah yeah it was a. Uh... The only time I remember seeing framed ups is anytime you would activate your, your Moosau gauge, mm-hmm. um, which would be like, once you fill it up, it's like a special that you build up. Yes, that's right. I'm going to say it the way I said it growing up because that's how 15-year-old Jada said it. Um, and so... <laughs> oh, do you um, remember,
2: like, if I think it was, I don't think it was in three, but I think it was in four. Mm-hmm. Like, if you guys were near each other... You could team like, up into like, oh, combos. Yes. Yeah, and then they yeah. would hit it and then it would go full screen and it'd yep. be like... Whoa! <laughs> And then yeah. it would like you guys would just be. D- There's nothing more satisfying than just yeah. like waves of enemies and just destroying them. <laughs> and it oh, and it had a kill counter at the bottom mm-hmm. showing you how many enemies you killed because that was the point. You'd be killing hundreds of enemies, mm-hmm. and it was this like you know, competition on who killed more kind of deal.
1: Exactly, yeah. No, I think I usually, we used to end up around like 11, 1200 because we would go literally, we would divide and conquer. We would go to opposite ends of the map and we would just oh, kill, yeah. kill, clear out like many like outposts and bases, take out guards, and then we would meet at the final boss or mm-hmm. whatnot for that level. And then we would do our, you'd have the team up attacks and stuff and you'd see like lightning arcing between each other, I think it was, was the effect they used to show that like, hey, you're close enough to, do a tag team um mm-hmm. and oh god man i love dynasty
2: warriors i miss it so much thank and, and you mark if you can if you can if you could tell from our excitement yeah i would love to play these games again that would be so awesome i i would love to see them come back that'd be so cool
0: one well, for them to be like you were saying kind of the the time that they were probably at their height for that series before mm-hmm. you know it, people started to be less into them and then the sort of spin-offs and different versions of them sort of started to take the spotlight i think that would be a really cool experience for people who both are fans like you and people who are wondering how the genre started to a certain extent Mm -hmm. um so yeah Yeah. those that is certainly a very big series and feels like there could be some potential there so I, i would love to see those um in in some capacity because i never played them my my multiplayer experiences on the ps2 were a little bit different and rather than uh taking down hordes of enemies i was shredding it up on the slopes that brings me to my first game for this this week
2: oh boy here we we go
0: now little jonathan very bad at sports not not good at sports but a good virtual sports game (laughs) hey i was forced to try every sport but i hated them um i loved ssx tricky uh this is now to be fair i did originally play it on gamecube for a large majority of it but did did play on ps2 as well i know there's in in the ssx community i think there is some debate of who loves tricky more who loves three more and things like that tricky for me was like the one and only experience that i had with that franchise and i i genuinely think it is one of my most played games of all time um it for anyone who doesn't know it it was a sort of extreme snowboarding uh basically both trick and racing game it had the two basic modes for all of its maps of either racing down and trying to get first or trying to score the biggest combos and get the high score on each map um and you know as a game that i was playing offline you only had the in-game leaderboards. i Mm. chased like this is one of the only games where i chased high scores to like the ends of the earth and would just continue (laughs) to find new ways to not just like I was dominating the leaderboards by, like, millions of points, but just trying to eke out another, you know, extra trick to get a couple hundred extra points. Like, this, for me, was one of the biggest, like, score-chasing
2: moments of my life, and I... This was your Tony Hawk.
0: Exactly, and and I (laughs) love Tony Hawk, but, like, I... And Tony Hawk
2: was your Tony Hawk.
0: That's the problem there, yeah. I also loved Tony Hawk, but Tony Hawk, I liked using the cheats on, because that was fun. SSX, I, I played to win, and so I, my God, and just seeing footage. Look at it go. It, yeah. Like, looks,
2: it looks so real. <laughs> this is what the slopes
0: <laughs> looked like. Like I did, I did grow up doing a little bit of skiing. I never got to snowboard. So there was something exciting about getting to do just a ridiculous amount of tricks because essentially you had, you had a like wild and very eclectic and very early 2000s cast of characters to choose from all with their different snowboards to unlock all with their different outfits to unlock. And like. My, this was also a game that my mom and I played a lot together, that we would compete against each other for high scores and do things like that. And she loved this game like even more than I did. And we had this bizarre thing where we would get to the point where we unlocked everything. We felt like we were hitting a wall. We would just delete our save and restart from the beginning because we just loved the idea of unlocking things in this game. So SSX is like, I never really got into sports games other than Tony Hawk and SSX. And it's such a bummer to me that the series fell off, you know. EA Sports' big label, obviously, it doesn't exist in any, anymore in the way it did, and and uh, there are many casualties of it, but SSX Tricky, like, re- the controls of it were so great. I think, like, the variety of uh, trick moves that you could pull off and the the tracks were really well laid out to let you optimize that stuff. Um, I kind of didn't care about racing, to be honest. I found it kind of a boring part of it, but, like, score chasing and, you know, trying to figure out the best paths for, for tricks and, and shortcuts and things like that, I this is genuinely I think one of the games I played the most in my life and I loved it to death
1: (laughs) Uh, I think I probably put like 10 minutes into SSX tricky because I just wasn't (laughs) big into this like I love Tony Hawk but I just couldn't get into SSX tricky for whatever reason growing up um did SSX tricky have like like hidden areas like Tony Hawk had and stuff like that where you could like go off course and find like hidden locations
0: it, it would have shortcuts and like multiple paths because it was very you pretty much were always going because like it you yeah. know obviously the difference between tony hawk you can control around where you're going versus ssx you're always essentially going to an ultimate end point um so it, it's it's more so like a racing game but the trick mode that's built into it really offered a lot of variety for that so you can find alternate paths you can find ways to do ridiculous combos like you can there are yeah. certain levels, I think there's a Tokyo level that is like just full of grinding opportunities and different jumps and everything. And you can find ways to pretty much trick combo through the majority of the level if you if you know what you're doing. So there's, it's more about that than like the exploration of it all, which later SSX games tried to do more. And I think there were interesting, uh, you know, attempts at that. And I, w- I wish they had gotten to do more. There was the one sort of SSX spiritual successor after three that was like a big deal there were some other wii games but it's kind of been a dormant series since so we never got to see it really really go to those heights again
1: yeah, yeah i think i think my snowboard game of choice growing up was snowboard kids on the 64 that was love that, that was too. my jam yeah. it was such a good one yeah um but uh i guess i will uh jump into my next yeah, one if go. we don't mind uh so hey here's that online startup disc gotta love that for everybody listening it's the version 3.0 you needed this disc to get online with your ps2 um but i am going needed
2: your mom to not be on the phone
1: and (laughs) you needed your mom not to be on the phone that is correct um i am going with my favorite rpg franchise the grandia franchise uh grandia is an amazing rpg franchise um started in the ps1 era uh also was on dreamcast um but you play as these characters. There's each one has their own separate storylines, but there's very there's very elemental type magics. Um, the thing that really drew me in with Grandia was the uh, the active turn based battle system, the ATB system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this system, basically time like you can um, time is con- You have a bar that's moving at the top of the screen, and then during your turn, you have like a limited amount of time to to move around the battlefield, to position yourself, and like uh, select your attack. And then depending um, on which attack you choose, it'll have like a different charge time. Different attacks had properties so where you could like cancel enemy ability, enemies turns, and stuff like that, or delay enemies turns. So it was really about there was such a strategic element in a like a semi-turn based real time RPG that most other RPGs just really didn't have. Um, I know there were some in the PS1 that had those type of elements, but this was the first series that really captivated me with that element. And it just was such a great experience. And I love just how I could really outmaneuver the enemies. It really made you feel good when you finished a battle with taking no damage and not letting enemies get any attacks off um and they also had like super over the top like um magic spells and stuff like that that would be play full on like cg cut scenes when you played like the highest level of the spells think like oh, wow. final fantasy 7 Knights of the round but like you know one percent of the time that that summon took the cast <laughs> um because that summon was so long um but yeah gosh i love the grandiose series highly recommend two is probably my favorite the story is probably the like it's very cheesy um, but great cast of characters tons of gameplay um and just I, it's one of my favorites i've always can go back
0: to i was i was gonna ask how many like entries were there in total. Uh, year,
1: i want to say there is three was the last like new one they made and that was on the ps2 so they haven't made a new new one since then to my okay. knowledge unless i've missed something um but like I, I believe extreme which i had is i believe that's just a remaster of the first one from and that was also on dreamcast and then two was ps2 and dreamcast and then three was ps2 only gotcha. um but yeah those are excellent rbgs the only one that's readily only ones that are readily available are extreme and two uh two you can get like on steam um which is why i'm doing the whole franchise and not just two um and i think extreme is also on steam if i remember correctly but I ha- i'd have to double check that one um but three i haven't seen three pop up anywhere so interesting
0: yeah yeah. It's this was such a big error for RPGs too, so it's a bummer when je- franchises like that can can feel sort of like locked behind uh yep. time, unfortunately.
1: And and this was the uh it's funny because uh so the first one was Enix. Extreme was Enix. So this was before they joined up with Square Soft, like Bouncer. Mm-hmm. And then two uh was actually published by Ubisoft. Oh weird. Which oh. is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um and then when by the time they got to Grand Thea 3 though. It was great. It was Square Enix. So, like, <laughs> Went it kind of, like, the series has jumped around. So, like, you see the history of, like, kind of, like, game developers and studios, like, throughout that period of time. It was, there was so much movement in that time with mergers and things like that during the PS2, era. it's kind of, like, almost what we're seeing now. Yeah. Like, where we're seeing a lot of studios come together and do things like that. Um, so, the PS2 was a great era for that type of stuff, and, you know, it's, uh, I was going to say something else I can't remember now, but, like, <laughs> highly recommend, highly recommend checking these ones out, and, uh,
0: yeah no that's a that's an awesome call because i i totally missed those as as i'm sure some others have and then others will tell me that they absolutely didn't miss them and i'm a fool for having missed them but jada thank you for letting me know about them uh mark let's go to your second pick as well
2: i'm gonna break the rules but i don't care (sighs) because i have a good reason to break the rules i'm gonna say the ps2 era of the grand theft auto trilogy uh, and the but they just ice. remastered them, Mark. They sure <laughs> they did. did. They, they sure did. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as we all know, the rules were supposed to be like games that are not readily available, right? But you can get Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, and Vice City very easily, but you can't get the PS2 versions, and that has left a lot of people very sad because the the I actually find the remasters fine for the most part, like the graphics are a little weird, but there is something about that era of the PS2 version of those games that a lot of people can't really look past these like remasters and not to mention, as far as I know, the remasters are still fairly buggy. There are things about those games that I just, am not sure they're ever going to be able to fix because a lot of those things are visual things that are just like, it just didn't translate to the engine that they're trying to do. Right. So if you want to be a purist and play those games, the way they were originally released, they're not really that easy to find. You can get them. I think on PC is the PC version of the remaster ended up being so messed up that rockstar actually went back and they had delisted all of them. Yeah, that's what, and mm-hmm. they went back and added them all back in. Oh, wow. Um, But you can't, find them you can't find the ps2 versions of these games like really anywhere right so um i it's something that would never happen because rockstar would have to agree to it and no way in hell would they say yeah go ahead and play the version most people would want to play no they want to sell their remaster so this would never happen that's what that's what makes it a dream for me Is like (laughs) i think a lot of people would love to play these games in their original form Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, even the PC versions of these games are a little different than what the PS2 versions were. Yep. They're kind of their own like beast, right? And so to be able to play these games, the PS2 versions running like emulated or whatever on a PS5 I th- or a PS4 would be like a godsend to a lot of people. And yeah. so it'll never happen because <laughs> Rockstar is just not going to allow it but i i know it's something people would really love to see. Well, uh and me as well because i love those games.
0: Yeah, i mean at the i i totally get i think like the unfortunate practical side of what you're saying, but like to your point they are such foundational games for the ps2 and i think for games yep. in general of that of that era and moving forward. So like to have them represented there would make a lot of sense like you said though to actually want to put them there for money making reasons doesn't make as much sense so it's it's less likely unfortunately but yeah
2: those are yeah rockstar's just going to be like just buy the remaster <laughs> yeah grand theft auto 3 like you know a lot of people don't know the history of that game like the, the like jack thompson era of like oh, controversies with that game uh. that game spawned <laughs> for one it, it basically spawned the sandbox genre and for <laughs> two it spawned the idea that uh, of of pushing games further than what they are right like a lot of games nowadays kind of like push those envelopes but this game was you know murder frenzy and nudity and stuff like that like the the, just things that weren't really like done at the time and so it's a really important game that's weirdly like lost to time uh, unless you just play the remaster now so yeah it'd be cool to see that's a good
0: call um no yeah that would it would be very cool to see i again a as you said a wonderful surprise if it happens but um <laughs> you know for now i guess the remasters are available uh yep i so i have a couple weird ones that i do i do want to kind of get into but, but before i get to my second ones i do want to read uh one from people who've written into mm-hmm. beyond at ign.com Uh, Nick wrote in with uh, his PS Plus wish list and said, I feel like it's a deep cut, but I'd happily pay for a higher tier if the original Way of the Samurai from the PS2 era is playable Mm. on the new service. Great music, multiple endings and story paths, different factions to join, and challenging but fun combat. To me, the game was revolutionary for something that came out in 2002. And Nick, though you didn't mean it this way, I do really love the idea that they do an additional fourth tier that you pay extra for just for Way of the Samurai. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's totally... i think that's and for 30 dollars a month (laughs) 701
0: games (laughs) uh and Corey mentioned and it's actually a reason i didn't put it on my list Corey mentioned i know this is for sure a pipe dream but the bond games Mm -hmm. for ps2 would make me a lifetime subscriber to this day i think 007 nightfire multiplayer is still my number one most played game then add in everything or nothing basically being a movie you played on your ps2 it would just be incredible to revisit these games also being practical, sort of in the way you were mark though. Uh, but between uh, Amazon buying MGM and the Broccoli family, who are the producers of it, being so protective yeah. of the rights, it's probably impossible that, for them to make it on the list. But we can dream. Keep up the great work, everyone. Been listening or love listening every week. And Nightfire was going to be one of my choices. I mm. I didn't grow up with Goldeneye. I grew up with Nightfire um, mostly because mm. I wasn't allowed to have Goldeneye at the time. But w- my cousin brought over Nightfire, and then I was like, "Well, it's in the house now." Um, <laughs> And we play, I loved Nightfire. Nightfire was like my first person shooter of that era. I, you know, I got an Xbox way late and and Nightfire was so cool. I was not a big James Bond person, but I loved the game. I loved its use of gadgets. The multiplayer was really, really fun. And I think like I under loved because of the Golden eye love, but, um, you know, it was on a PS2. So that was what I was playing at the time. And yeah, I, I adored it.
1: Did it Nightwire? Was it Nightwire? Night, Nightwire Nightfire or uh, Everything or Nothing, one of those multiplayer ones, didn't they have, like, the, the grapple hook in there where you could grapple around in there,
0: if I remember I correctly, in multiplayer? Yeah, because yeah. I remember using that.
1: Yeah, like, that was, like, it was crazy seeing grappling back in the day. Like, that was so revolutionary
2: for a shooter
0: in the PS2 era. I just Googled it. It was like a cell phone grapple that you would use. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was in Nightfire.
2: Yeah. it was always a gadget
0: <laughs> yeah it was a gadget yeah and you
1: could literally grapple up to different ledges and stuff like that it was so cool to see that on the ps2 uh, era for especially for a multiplayer game like you know we get like there's a lot of games that have the grapple hook and stuff in it now uh, halo uh apex legends there's a bunch of other games that do it now but like nightfire kind of was ahead of its time for things like that and i loved it
0: yeah, me too. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I adored that game. Um, But just to do my third one, this is a weird bit of a cheat, and I didn't know whether or not to include it next week or this week, because technically there's a remastered collection on PS3 that I guess would be the one to put in, but I'm just going to mention it here for PS2 Week, and there are other games to mention here in that regard. But for me, the Sly Cooper trilogy is something I so desperately want to come back, Um, and whether it's in the PS3 remastered version or the PS2 versions, I'll take any of it. I just want it. Um, Sly Cooper to me was like a really foundational part of why I like started to associate franchises with PlayStation as a like first party sort of thing in the way that we do for you know Nintendo and and Halo for Xbox and whatnot. Sly Cooper for me was a defining PlayStation series. I I loved especially as the series went on the the additions to like using more of your crew to to be able to have more uh, variety in in the series and and in the levels. I think they started to build out. Levels in a really cool way. I was never really good at stealth as a kid, but these were sort of a mix of stealth and actually just like combat and action and platforming that I think worked so well. And I I love the style. I love the world. I think it was really funny and clever. I hope against all hope that, you know, rumors pop up every week. I hope there is a new Sly Cooper at some point. I don't think it will be Sucker Punch at this point, but I hope Mm -hmm. that it continues to exist because I do think it is such a special and clever franchise. And I, I do think it could still exist in modern day if they just went along with some i think like kind of you know sensible quality of life and, and modern advancements but it's it's a really cool trilogy of games that i think for people who want a slice of playstation history that they may be missed out on it's such a worthwhile one to go back to
1: yeah i feel the same way about the series and jack jack and dexter like i feel like those two series like the ps2 era we had sly cooper we had jack and dexter and we had ratchet and clank the only one that's continued its releasing of games is ratchet and clank like Yes, we got like a Sly 4 um, during the PS3 era, correct?
0: Yeah, right? it was yeah. on 3 in Vita, I
1: believe. Yeah. And so, but like, we haven't seen anything from Jack since PS2, uh, minus the PSP Daxter game. Um, but yeah, I'd really love to see both Jack and Daxter and Sly Cooper make a return um, alongside Ratchet on the PS5. Like, I think, you know, Sony's really trying to do these more family friendly games and stuff like that. Obviously, Little Big Planet and those types of stuff. Like, I feel like a good time to bring those back
0: yeah absolutely uh kbabs frequent listener and writer into the show mm-hmm. who loves when i say kbabs uh wrote in and uh did also have a ps plus wish list that sort of goes across weeks but i'm just going to mention it here for that very reason uh the ps2 and ps3 ratchet and clank games so okay to be fair that's like 10 games but the reason is that with uh <laughs> Rift Apart, while it works well enough, standalone is best when you're familiar with Ratchet's Journey beforehand, but unless you own a PS2 and PS3, the only way to play through them is PS Now, and even that is Missing Tools of Destruction, which to be fair is PS3, Uh, but k calls that like watching Star Wars, but you lost the disc to A New Hope. <laughs> um so in general I'd like if Sony doesn't shy away from including games that have remakes as well uh, and and you know when to mention on some other stuff but I totally agree it's one of those things where it's it's such a bummer to see people love Rift Apart and like fall in love with the series for the first time and be like okay well the only way you can play the old ones is if you subscribe to this service that many people are confused about why it exists and that's why it's being rolled into PlayStation Plus and like it's easy enough to get people to sign on to it but it's another service is another thing having them as just part of the PlayStation Plus collection and being like, okay, you loved Drift Apart, here are 10 other old games to go play. Just seems like a no-brainer to get people to care about your franchise to me. Yep. but anyway, uh, let's move on to our third and final picks for for us and then, and then we'll read off some other quick ones from the community. Uh, Jada, start with you.
1: So I have I have I had a toss up between two. Um Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, this is a uh, PlayStation this is a uh, GameStop cable, but I still have a disc, so uh Dirge of Service was such an amazing just kind of side story. Um that's not my third pick, it's my honorable mention, just because I have a feeling we're gonna get something similar to it with the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermissions. I feel like we're gonna get a DLC for Vincent. It's gonna be like that. At least that's my fingers crossed. Hope for it. The one I am going to be is another licensed game for my final pick. And this is the nightmare before Christmas, Boogie's oh, wow. Revenge. Oh, my God. Um this was a 3D action game uh, where you played as Jack Skellington um, and you had like collectibles, you could get upgrades and where you could become the pumpkin king and you have fire based attacks and stuff like that. The thing that really sold me on this game and why I love it so much is when you got to the boss battles, they were rhythm based um, sections, boss battles. So think like uh, Guitar Hero, but it's just like there's literally it adds a little bar at the bottom of the screen and it literally has there's different buttons and it plays the music from nightmare before christmas and you have to time your button presses to the music to attack and play through the boss battle and i loved loved nightmare before christmas growing up and so getting to play a game where i actually get to live throughout that musical fantasy of that movie like that was just a huge thing for me um and i would love to be able to revisit that and other people to be able, other nightmare before christmas fans to get to experience that maybe didn't even know this game existed um but yeah this was uh, yeah this was a capcom and buena vista games um back in the day so you can oh, wow. like the, the the capcom you could feel like the devil may cry because i believe there was like a score based combo system as you were playing through the regular levels if i remember right um i feel like every game in the ps2 from capcom had that <laughs> that kind of combo system beautiful joe devil may cry nightmare for christmas there's a bunch of other ones i'm sure i'm missing right now but yeah that is my third vinyl pick is that one i loved it and i highly recommend others to check it out
0: that is a, a hell of a way to get around kingdom hearts i would say as right a suggestion <laughs> so i respect it i never played that game i played a lot of disney stuff but i don't know if i ever heard about that game that's wild um well now i really hope it exists on this list because i really would like <laughs> to play that that's such a strange one uh thank you for that jada uh mark what about you for your for your third pick
2: I'll, I'll do an honorable mention as well only because like i know it's a game people would love to play but i don't know enough about it to speak i've played it before but it's called bully huh no one knows what bully is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you know like the, the, people have been waiting for sequels for that game forever and who knows if they're ever going to come. So I I'm sure people would love to go back and play, you know, the originals and all that stuff. So, um, but I, I can't speak enough to the game to be like, this game's incredible. I just know people love it. I've Bully, played it before, but I, I just don't really remember it too much.
0: I never finished it, but I, I did Same. play it a lot at the time and I I really enjoyed it. It was just kind of one of those things where I, I lost track of it, but I do think there is a mm-hmm. PS4 version for download so I wouldn't be shocked again, like with other Rockstar stuff, if they just want you to buy the PS4 version. Um, but
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally.
0: It, it was a really cool uh, game. I think it's a, it's a really good choice that hopefully,
2: you know, more people should definitely play. But well, my, my actual pick is you know what we've talked about it on the show, so I figured might as well. It's already on PS now, but you know <laughs> uh let so this is me just hoping it continues. But uh Dark Cloud Two. <laughs> Dark Cloud Two is a is a fun game. Um basically you are going through maps and, and destroying enemies as you do. Uh but what you're doing is 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 in each era in each area you're Essentially, like building a town almost. So, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, getting, you're going through the maps and you're getting like materials and stuff like that to build a town. And then you actually get to like build it, but it never ends up how you actually built it. But it's more of just like get the materials on there. So, it's like you plant certain trees, you do certain things. And once you get all that done, then you flash forward in time and. There it is. The town's built, right? But it, obviously, it's built the way it's meant to be built and not just me being like, trees, here's some whatever. Okay. Um. But yeah, that, that game's cool because uh, there's two characters, Max and a lady. I forget her name. And then, uh, but... <laughs> would do you know her name? I don't remember okay. her name okay. either. I'm like, <laughs> I played for
1: like the 10 hours like three yeah. years ago, and I just, I do not remember. I didn't even remember they, Max's they... name.
2: They ha- they have, like, very different, like, playstyles. He's more of, like, melee. He fights with, like, a wrench and stuff like that, where she fights with, like, guns and stuff like that. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can choose different weapons. So it's, like, you can have, like, a two-handed weapon and stuff like that. And she has different guns you can play with. And um, But also, a, a, so it's one of those, almost like Dynasty Wars, it's one of those, like, let's clear the whole map kind of games. Because, like, you can open a map and you can see the places you haven't gone. So it's one of those games where you... You're like, I'm not, I'm not going to the next one until I've cleared this one completely out. And it's really easy to want to do that because the music in this game is very, very, very good. So um, you have a little bit of a self-incentive to stick around because it's just a delightful game to run around. So the game's on PS Now. You can download it mm-hmm. right now. So if you have it, you can give it a try. Um, it's wildly – I don't know if wildly is the correct word, but it is very different than Dark Cloud 1 uh yeah. this dark cloud one more has like <laughs> realistic is a weird word to use for a ps2 game but uh <laughs> this one is more of a like cel-shaded cartoon mm-hmm. art style which kind of makes it you know a lot more timeless in my opinion like mm-hmm. the game still looks really good yeah. um so yeah that'll be my final recommendation is uh dark cloud 2 which is available Finally. already on there
0: <laughs> yeah well i mean I- that- go ahead Jenna.
1: Oh, I was uh, going to say, I really love the Dark Cloud series 1 and 2 are excellent. Um, I never got around to finishing 2, just because I got burnt out after spending like 40 hours finishing Dark Cloud 1. Because they had this (laughs) like, they had like this 100 floor dungeon you have to go through at the end of Dark Cloud 1. And it was, it got very difficult towards the end. Um, But yeah, no, it was great dungeon crawling RPG experience. Every character fits their own role. Dark Cloud 2, you also got like a mech. That you could ride in yeah. um, that you got to upgrade and put different parts uh, like mark was saying with the the building the towns and stuff like that like every like you would find i don't remember if dark cloud 2 had it but dark cloud 1 had it where you would find buildings and you would also find people that were like trapped in the dungeon and then you would have to match the person to their house put the house certain places and then go talk to them and you'd be like Oh, I would really wish my house was near the fishing pond, and then you would have to pick up their house and move it near the fishing pond, um, <laughs> and things like that, <laughs> and that would fulfill special objectives, um, like, and you wanted to get to like a hundred percent synergy to get the overall like right. big bonus yep. for finishing that level or era of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, yeah, it was that's really definitely cool
2: in Dark Lot, too. Okay yeah. okay, yeah. So yeah, like the synergy stuff is like how well you built it, yep. kind of deal. Mm. I so, looked it up. Her name is Monica. So mark go. and monica no yeah. well there it's we max go. and monica
0: well no the you i but I, I, yeah name is, okay my whatever name is mark there's a lot my of m names mark. going around that is my name <laughs>
2: yeah anyway
0: <laughs> my final why you finally learned it <laughs> uh of course anytime scott uh anyway my favorite of uh the ps2 games that i want to mention last i am going to do an honorable mention of game i haven't played first though uh, which is Persona Three FES, which is sort of the like mm. definitive console version. The Persona series, obviously, like I came to it through Five, so I'm I'm very much a newcomer to it. But the love I hear for Three and Four is is very deep from the Persona fandom, and it's such a bummer that um you can play P Three Portable, uh, which is sort of a a mm. different game to FES because it has um a different story path in it uh, that opens up because you can play as a different main character. There there are some like major differences, and so I'd love to be able to play. The FES version, because I know there's people. There are things that people love about both versions. It's a bummer that we are still in a place where Persona has become so beloved, and we still don't have the easiest ways to play at least three and four, which are sort of the modern incarnations of Persona as we know it. Um, you know, we're in the middle of the 25th anniversary of Persona, and the you know announcements they've made have not exactly been earth shattering or exciting. So I'm not holding my breath. But if there was some way to be able to play. 3 FES in modern day that was easy enough and official. I would very much love that atlas, please, please just make it happen. Um, but no, like to to Jada's point as well, and to us talking about like you know things being available. I would love the Jack and Daxter series, which I actually missed out on, but it's on PS4, so they're probably just going to have the PS4 versions available. Um, I mentioned Sly Cooper, but that and Ratchet and Clank, they have the PS3 collection, so we'll see what happens there. I want to go for a licensed one as well, uh, and that is. The Lord of the Rings Return of the King, the video game. Um, I have the fondest memories of these third-person action games where you got to essentially play through the movies. I don't know how well they stand up. I do occasionally see love for these games out there, so I I think I'm not alone in in playing them. Have either of you played these ones? Mm -hmm.
1: I didn't play Return of the King, but I put endless amounts of hours into two towers okay so two towers was the one where i put a lot of time in
0: but you would have a similar understanding then of them as yeah, yeah they're they're essentially playing through the movies but they were they had really solid combat in them i think the level mm-hmm. structure that got you through the story was really well done um you know in terms of keeping you through these big expansive movies that i just rewatched, and yeah they're still pretty good movies but um you know in an era of so many licensed games and honestly, like a dearth of great Lord of the Rings stuff since that era, um, you know, with pockets of stuff here and there for sure. These were really solid uh, tie-in games that I I feel like were highlights of that era where this was happening for like almost every movie. And, and there's some other, you know, big highlights that I think people love in, when it comes to tie-ins. But for the era and for the genre and for the sort of format of movie-related games, I think these are some of the best around. I think they were really, really... Uh, engaging in the differences between the characters you got to play as from the movies and and their different combats. They were nothing revelatory. They were not groundbreaking. They were not like, you know, some utter um, shift paradigm shift for third person action, but they were really fun, really solid. And I think great interpretations of those movies. And I'd like to see them that said with rights and things, the way they are, I don't Mm -hmm. hold my breath for them. That's kind of a reality where I'm at, where I think they were really, really awesome for the time, but I don't know how realistic it is. We're going to get them now. Um, Yeah. But yeah, uh, Jada, I do know you have a list of other games you wanted to shout out, but just briefly to mention, uh, Mm -hmm. Nate also wrote in uh, and said, I would really like to see the original four Dot .hack games make their way to PS Plus. Finding a copy of the fourth game in the series for under $100 is next to impossible, .hack Quarantine. The follow-up trilogy was released on PS4 and the Switch, but there's been no news of a remaster for the original four games. Uh, And then from Twitter, I saw a lot of things pop up, but probably xeno saga was one of the ones i saw pop up the most Mm -hmm. um in addition to that garrett mentioned uh this is tough for me because so many great games from this era have already either been remade remastered or available on ps now but draken guard eternal ring from software uh and dark cloud would be choices as well as draken the ancients gates um -hmm. i loved this game but it was hard for me and i was never able to beat it need my redemption arc
1: uh there you go yeah i think exactly. there's a lot of ps2 games like that for us where we were playing just games in general for us growing up playing and they just were so difficult because we were 10 11 at the time and we were just like <laughs> i don't get this what do i do yeah. <laughs> and then and nowadays we're like oh i'm i was such an idiot back then i just <laughs> did not see this one simple thing
0: um well and now but they yeah. might be hard because we're not used to design of the era as much right
2: <laughs> right Right. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, Resident Evil games is Resident Evil Code Veronica X, mm. which is a PS2 game, but it's, like, kind of hard to, like, it's not hard to play, but, you know, it's just, it's got the old tank controls and stuff like that, so. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's there's a lot of great stuff from that era that I think, even just in the purposes of revisiting it, like we were all saying kind of at the start, the PS2 is such a foundational era for gaming and for PlayStation and its identity. Like there's there are so many varied things we can go through. Jada, if you just wanna read off your sort of yeah. greatest hits list very quickly.
1: Yeah, so I also looked through some of the comments and stuff that people were shouting out. One of the couple of the ones I saw, uh, Shadow of Rome was a huge hit. That was, uh, you know, playing as a Colise- person in the Colosseum and rising of glory, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Gauntlet Dark Legacy is a personal favorite for mine. Um, also four player co-op, which was great. Shadow Hearts Covenant uh def jam fight for new york dragon quest 8 splinter cell chaos theory and then x-men legends which yeah. put us on the map for ahead of marvel ultimate alliance it's why we got marvel ultimate alliance as a game because x-men legends walked so it could run and fly and
0: yeah. laser <laughs> blast X-Men legends people. one and two were so good i loved the i'm such a big x-men fan so to have those mm-hmm. games they're you know the pretty simple dungeon callers for people who don't know them um of the you know like isometric top down kind of running through levels and whatnot but it played with their different abilities enough so well and like you said set the stage for ultimate alliance i man they're so good i wish we could get those back for just just a little bit just to see like oh yeah this was pretty simple but i'd still just love it to, to have that mode man yep and um, just a to- A couple
1: of that got called out that I didn't mention. Beautiful Joe, which I think I mentioned earlier today in the show. Mm. Um, Silent Hill 2, because that original is only on PS2. Uh, There's remasters, but the original is PS2 only. Uh, Klonoa, Katamari Damashi, which I didn't mention because there's a lot of remasters and stuff like that, but still was uh, crazy in the PS2 era. And then Spider-Man 2. We mentioned Spider-Man last week, uh, but Spider-Man 2, we have to bring up in the PS2 week. Like We can't not talk about Spider-Man 2 uh um, absolutely but yeah so big thanks to uh samuel Haney, pixel positive gaming rodney wilder oh and he rodney wilder actually guitar heroes if we could make the peripherals work for uh oh, for the ps2 uh, bring back guitar hero
2: i i kept i kept <laughs> looking at lists and i was like someone's gonna bring up guitar hero and it's yep. like the 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 chances of making something like that happen are so like weird yeah like, music rights. require a peripheral that is like hard to- yeah music rights and like mm-hmm. it's such a strange thing yeah, how do you uh, I, I I didn't get to mention it before, but I also I, I do want to mention that dot hack is actually a really, really cool series that I, I love a lot. It's it's essentially like, an you know, it's like an anime game that you people play an MMO and mm-hmm. then you get sucked into the MMO. Yeah. Um. So it's it's that's a really good series. But I was, how easy is it to find, like, the Devil May Cry series nowadays? Um, You know, Devil May Cry 1, 2, and...
1: Oh, there's collections and stuff you can download easily. So, like, but if you're Uh, looking... Yeah.
2: That's why it's like, I didn't want to bring, you know... Yeah. Add that to my list, because I'm like, I'm sure those are more or less kind of easy to find. But, you know, Devil May Cry 2, or Devil May Cry 1 is like, that's a very important game. Because, for Mm -hmm. one, it started as, like, a Resident Evil game and became Devil May Cry. But it's also, it's weird to say, because it's not true and yet it kind of is it's like one of the first like action games like it's not the first action game obviously action games existed before it but it's it's one of the first action games that came out during that era that that still plays how a lot of action games play today mm-hmm. right and that's kind of how i felt about the ps2 right when you when you speak about things like devil may cry and grand theft auto 3 that console spawned so many versions of games that are that you still play right grand theft auto started on ps1 but like you did not that's not the grand theft auto that's today grand theft auto 3 and grand theft auto 5 share a lot of the same dna devil Mm -hmm. may cry versus devil may cry 5 share a lot of the same dna and it's like it's so like interesting how much of a like how many how many games how many developers i guess like found their footing on ps2 right like that system just like unlocked a lot of things for people max Payne, and stuff like that Mm -hmm. games like that just didn't really exist before ps2 well
0: and even you know what we what i mentioned at the top of the show god of war is one that we didn't touch on but those games and i guess like that's the the weird part for me is like sly cooper uh the ration clan collections the god of war remasters uh even stuff like eco and shadow of the colossus the remasters of the ps2 versions on ps3 i (laughs) guess i would want the ps2 versions of all those games because otherwise i have to stream them on PS3 versions. Right. So yeah. Maybe it is a case of yeah, I guess I would rather take the slightly less better optimized version yeah. if it means I can download mm-hmm. it for for all of those defining PlayStation series.
1: And so yeah, I 100% agree with that and then also I forgot to mention Maximo, who was a great another great Capcom game. Mm. Um but um I realized the other day cuz I've been messing around in PS Now a lot lately. Um and you can't screenshot like using the PS5 tools. You can't screenshot. You can't you know record footage you can't stream your your footage that you're streaming so like if you want like especially for those out there who are streamers and want to like go back and like hey let's play all the ratchet and clank games or let's play all these games if you have to stream any of those you need external equipment hooked up and stuff like that which isn't hard in this day and age but if you're somebody who's like just starting out or want the simplicity for some you know for just to be simple with your streaming and just go like straight from your console. You can't do that with anything that's PS three and you need to stream via PS now. So um, I'm all for getting some of those games as downloadable PS two versions, the older versions. I think that would yeah. be uh,
0: very worthwhile. I guess I'm, am- they, I'm amending. The my game's
2: saving. not running on your console. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's you're just getting an image from somewhere else.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that puts us in a weird place for all those franchises that are so, so, and I think part of the reason I didn't mention them was because of, you know, the PS3 remasters, but now just thinking about that as we're talking, it's like, well, I guess I'd rather have God of War 1 to revisit as a download than to stream it, Mm -hmm. even if it's a slightly better version. But yeah, there's obviously a ton of foundational stuff that we did and didn't touch on and and so many third-party games that are huge. Uh, So please continue to write in with your list. It's been great to read them on the show. And uh as we mentioned perhaps we'll talk about the ps3 and the psp at some point in the future who could really say uh so write in with your wish lists for those as well to be on at ign.com with the subject line ps plus wish list and we'll talk about them on the show uh but that's going to wrap us up for that look back uh i know we're running a little short on time so i'm just going to blow through some of the shorter news just very quickly um First of all, to mention, uh, it was a little bit of news that broke overnight. You can now essentially update your DualSense via your PC uh, via Windows. So you don't have to worry about if you own a DualSense and you're using it on your PC and can never update it, you now can do so and don't need a PS5 to do that. Um, Additionally on that, Sony, uh, according to I believe a Business Insider report, Uh, is looking into potentially adding ads to games, potentially free-to-play games. Uh, This is something similar that Microsoft is also looking into. It sucks. Please don't put ads into video games. I don't need my shit quattro to tell me I need to shave while I'm playing a multiplayer shooter. Thank you very much.
2: Playing Horizon Forbidden West, you have acquired the Nora Hunter bow. Brought to you by Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) When you're here, your family
0: (laughs) (laughs) i just yeah please don't do it there's there are ways to make money via free to play games that are very successful and the ads are basically the skins that they do crossovers with just do crossovers of other franchises it's fine the baja
2: blast
1: shooter i was gonna say i I was say. i just want a mountain dew i want a mountain dew themed like outfit for aloy now that's what i want i want it to be the old red and green camo
2: (laughs) One of the tallneck's heads <laughs> turns into a Mexican pizza. Oh. <laughs> for, for return. <laughs> hey, Aloy, I bet you're getting pretty
0: smelly out there in the Forbidden West. Why don't you try this new Dove soap just to freshen you up? Like, that's just what I don't want. That and I'm. It's, based on the report, it doesn't seem like it's coming to single-player games necessarily as the priority. But just please, don't do this. They've tried ads in video games before, and other than sports stuff. It always looks weird. It always doesn't make sense. It's always bad. Just don't do it,
2: please. Yeah, yeah, that's so... Oh, yeah, it's so strange.
0: And yeah, it's still a, like, exploratory phase, so we'll see what actually ends up happening, but it's dumb and I don't like it. Um, anyway, other than that, I think the other things to just briefly mention is, uh, in case you saw this going around, Kojima confirmed that Kojima Productions is not joining PlayStation Studios, so that is the not-acquisition news for the week. Uh, yep aka wait until we get official news. Don't always believe everyone on the internet saying things uh but that happened uh the writer of the portal series uh really wants to make portal three because he's like, i'm getting too old, we're gonna have to make this game at <laughs> some point uh I would love portal three. I know there's some love for it on the same, panel, but
2: God yeah it would be great Por- if they have the portal two it, it's great because those games are getting a little bit of a resurgence you know they're mm-hmm. coming to switch and i i I think just switch you know like because they're already on pc yeah um the the like little collection thing i don't think that's coming to anything else but switch right I'll double- i, I don't, can't even no. remember yeah we'll double check um but re- regardless they, everybody says there's no such thing as a perfect game right but if there is a perfect game that game is portal 2 that like that that game I, I i can i can find almost nothing wrong with that game it is hilarious from start to finish every mm-hmm. single puzzle you you finish it with just, like, that aha moment. Like, that game is just great from start to finish. People still quote it to this day. Um, it is insane to me that, uh, that, that Portal is not a franchise that they're still wanting to work on, especially since, like, it pops up so much. There was Portal Bridge Construction Simulator, which is, like, a great game. And then even the Steam Deck launched with, like, an Aperture, like, kind of test game to kind of teach you how to use your steam deck kind of deal, right? And so it's like, yeah. Portal 3 is probably like my dream game that will probably never happen.
0: Yeah. I would hope one day though. If if he's really like pushing for it this much outside of Valve,
2: I can only hope that maybe one day.
0: They are making games again. Um as well, we
2: and they are all still there. Like I yeah. just want to I just sorry, I just mm-hmm. want no, to go for... we just we just did a dev's react for Portal 1, uh a desirect react to speedruns and it's like they're all still there. Eric, Eric Wolpaw is the person who said that quote. He was on the devs react like they're all still there. So like, let's just let's just make it happen. Yeah, yeah just do it. I,
0: I think do there's it. a couple team members who left from that original game. But yeah, there's there's well, a sure. the majority of it is still there to the point where or at least as far as we know, there's a lot of people still there that could just do that. That's the thing at Valve. They have like a lot mm-hmm. of longtime devs. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jade, I know we're we're butting up against the live stream that you have to go help out with, so whenever you need to hop off, just please do, but uh, the other big news for the week that's worth mentioning, uh, in terms of its PlayStation relatedness, is that uh, there's a new Star Wars game in development at Skydance New Media, and it is being overseen by Amy Hennick. Uh, who, of course, you'll know from the if you're a longtime PlayStation fan from the Uncharted series as, as well as many other things, uh, Legacy of Kane and and whatnot. But uh, obviously, was very very prominent during the the Uncharted two days. Left Naughty Dog and uh, was at EA for some time working on a Star Wars game uh, that sort of famously got cancelled alongside the the closure of Visceral Games, the developers of Dead Space and and whatnot. Uh, they was a very famous sort of falling out of things. Uh, People were very excited for Amy Hennig and her her focus on, you know, narratively uh, deep action adventure games to be taking on a Star Wars game that was allegedly around uh, scoundrels and and that sort of part of the Star Wars universe. And it never happened, but she's getting another chance at a Star Wars game, which is kind of wild. And it's also worth pointing out that uh, her team is also collaborating with Disney slash Marvel games on a Marvel game as well. Um, so it's really cool to see her be able to get another shot at a Star Wars game, obviously with a different team and and, and new creatives, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously optimistic because ragtag sounded really cool.
2: Yeah. She, her tweet was pretty epic. She just tweeted out like a picture and it just said, never tell me the odds. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's true. Cause you thought Amy Hennig's like chance to make a, a Star Wars game was over. So it's like, it's really cool. This like Renaissance of like. You get a Star Wars game, and you get a Star Wars <laughs> game.
1: Everyone gets a Star Wars game, and everybody gets to
0: make one.
2: <laughs> exactly, and hopefully, they're yeah. Great.
0: But yeah,
2: Jada, yeah. sorry,
1: I
0: didn't want to.
1: No, out. yeah, no. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they're excellent games. I mean, uh, we've got Forspoken, which she was a writer on, or is a writer on, coming out later this year. So, we'll, you know, for anybody who's looking for a more up to date project that she's going to be releasing soon, um, yeah, we have Forspoken to look forward to later this year, which is going to hopefully be really cool i really like some of the stuff i've been seeing in the latest like gameplay mm-hmm. drops but um we'll see come uh, what october now I yes i think that's correct yeah
0: um so. but yeah it's it's a really exciting time for new star wars games but we don't have any details on it we don't know you know how it's going to shape up what sort of uh mechanics it might have any of that but we'll have to wait for more info because that's the same on the marvel game but yeah really exciting update there for uh especially fans of that uncharted 2 era of things but uh moving on from there just before we wrap up going to read one quick memory card and then we'll wrap up uh this one came from sean who wrote in with a ps2 specific memory card for the week uh sean wrote in and said long story short back when the ps2 was being released I worked at a Babbage's at the Staten Island New York store for the holiday season. Through a family friend, I thought I had a system for the holiday, but it fell through. The friend paid me back the money at the time. Now I had no system and a whole bunch of games, accessories, and DVDs for a system I didn't have. So on Christmas Eve, I had to work, and as I recanted uh, my tale of woe to my coworkers, the manager at the time told me that a customer who was called multiple times never picked up their system, and if I could have someone come and pay for it, it's mine. Uh, With much haste and excitement, I called my parents, and my mom came with my money to purchase the system. They double wrapped the system in extra bags and escorted my mom out to her car. I was super excited for the rest of the day, and Christmas was saved. I still have that original Mm -hmm. system, and it still works, even if it takes a little while to read the disk at first. And I just kind of love that they like shepherded his mom out the door, like shh, shh, we're gonna (laughs) hush, hush on this PS2. We don't want anyone to find (laughs) out. It. I think it speaks to the excitement around those. Uh, launches during the holiday seasons is you know Mm -hmm. obviously we saw that with the ps5 but it's really hard to get them during the holidays
2: Um, yeah and apparently i've heard that you can actually start to find ps5s in stores like it's not going to be something that you're going to just walk in and see but people have woken up and check and checked target's app and it's like you have we have one in stock right like and i i who knows if they're actually ever hitting the shelf but i've thought about it and i was like if i ever found like a ps5 right now like i would probably do the same i'd be like wrap it up because you'll get (laughs) you know not that you're gonna get like mugged but i can imagine somebody stopping you in the store stopping you in the parking lot being like yo do they have more of
0: those yeah can i buy that (laughs) so
2: (laughs) yeah or yeah or can i just buy that off of you so it's it's definitely like It's an exciting time. The last time I experienced stuff like that was with the Wii. Yeah. the wii was so hard to find and when i finally got one i was like Mm -hmm. it's like under my jacket
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the um uh the i believe it was GamesIndustry.biz that reported there was a big restock in the uk and so we saw a lot of ps5 games jump up the the sales in the last week to the to the top of the charts as a result of it so yeah hopefully more of you out there are getting your ps5s but sean thank you so much for writing with your memory card if you want to write in with a happy sad weird wacky whatever memory of your playstation gaming life right in to beyond at ign.com with the subject line memory card and we'll read them on the show but that is pretty much going to do it for us on this week's episode mark and jada thank you so much for joining me as always
1: yeah i mean you're welcome welcome. (laughs) ps2 week i wouldn't have missed it for anything
0: and thank you to red our producer for making this show happen as always behind the scenes Uh, hopefully we didn't break anything too much as we went along and thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching we hope you're doing well and we hope you're staying safe. And as always, beyond.
1: Beyond. Beyond.